0: God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, At the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Thank you for joining us today on By Design. This is a project of the American Family Association, and our primary focus here is to bring a light and to uplift that which God calls good, and that is marriage and family. So that's what we're doing here on By Design. One man, one woman for life. That's our motto here at at By Design. And joining me in studio today is my wife, Lexi. Lexi, glad to have you on.
1: Yes, good to be here.
0: The topic we're going to discuss today is uh we're going to talk about the origins of family but more importantly how to have a lasting marriage. We're going to talk about today about how to have a lasting marriage and we're going to view it through uh th- not only through the lens of scripture but also through the lens of the role of a husband and a wife and how the two complement each other and how the two can work together to further God's kingdom uh by not only re- uh Raising children, uh, but also serving each other, serving the church, the body of Christ, and uh, serving society. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, I want to read and mention this um, this article I wrote on uh, afa.net forward slash by design is where you can find and read uh, this article as well. But I talk about the origins of family, and it's so important, even as we do these podcasts, to remember uh, that the origins of family uh, go back uh, to the very dawn of creation, go back to Genesis, and go back to God's design uh, for for the family and God's creation. And so this is not, what we're discussing is not some man-made uh, institute, some man-made uh, feature here on this earth that can be shifted and moved and changed according to the whims of man, but what we're talking about is set in stone by God, and so that's where we get our basis for all of our opinions and our views of marriage is from God himself and what his word says about it. And so in order to value something, we really need to understand its origin and purpose. This is reading directly from my blog here at afa.net forward slash by design. Modern education teaches that family is a social construct, simply a man-made phenomenon. This means that what society views as a family might differ substantially from what the Bible says about the family. The reality is, is that the family is an inherently divine institution created and defined by God himself. The family was the first recorded institution that God put in place. Genesis 1, through 28 says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every every living creature that moves on earth. And two aspects of family, one is marriage, and then, of course, parenthood. Lexi, let's jump right into the role of a husband and a wife. Yes. And how to have a lasting marriage by embracing God's plan, God's instructions for husbands and wives.
1: Yes, Um, I would like to start um, in Ephesians five. So we know that, um, let's see, it starts in verse 22, where it gives the role of the wives and the husbands within a marriage. But I wanna back up to the beginning. Chapter 5, verse 1. So before he gives the instruction, Ephesians. Do you know who wrote Ephesians? Paul. Is it Paul? I think so. I so, so. So Paul's given instruction. I should have looked that up. I'm sorry. It's Paul. Um, and before he gives it to the husbands and wives, he says, therefore be imitators of God. So I think that's important to remember as we are looking to... What is my role as a wife? What is my role as a husband? Ultimately, we are called to be imitators of God. And God sent his son Jesus to walk on this earth to give us an example of how to live a life that is worthy of um, his admiration. So I think that's important. And then he goes on further. In verse 10, and says to try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And so as I read that, I thought, well, this is good for us husbands and wives because God's word tells us what we need to do as husbands and wives. Now, I do think it's important to be prayerful over what that looks like in your own life. So I read the words in the Bible. This is how he tells me I should live. But practically going out, what is what does that mean for me? So we'll look a little bit at that. Um, and then verses 15 through 17, uh, this is actually uh, some these verses I clung to um, in high school. Um, but it says, look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I just like that he sets up before he gets into this instruction for husbands and wives, Mm -hmm. he gives us a picture that, hey, before you do that, you need to know that you are um, to be imitators of God. We should be praying and asking God to help us understand what it is that he calls us to. And then A, or B, C, as you're doing that, (laughs) um, look around. You know, there are people who are out there who are walking not in the light. So if your life is aligning with them, then we might need to reconsider some things because Mm -hmm. he tells us um, to walk not as the wise, but as the unwise, so,
0: not as the unwise, but walk as the oh wise. Oh yes,
1: I'm sorry. No, you yes. got it. So then we move forward. I'm going to talk a little bit about wives, then you can talk about some things for the husbands. Um, but I
0: loved how before we were we were preparing for the show here, and you finally, after doing all your due diligence on the <laughs> role of a wife and how we can have a lasting marriage by embracing our role. Uh, you turned to me and said, you're going to have to do more studying on the husband part. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> Which I is good because I, I'm the husband, so I need to study up yeah. and know what it means to be a godly husband.
1: Yes. And, and I think like what I said, how what does that look like in your life? So I was able to you know read these portions of scripture about the wives and then see things in my life that I do but then I can just read for what it is, what a husband's supposed to do. And then you can kind of give some insight on what that means for you as a husband. Mm -hmm. Um, So in 22 um, Ephesians chapter five, 22 wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And then he adds though, as the church, which is the body of Christ submits to Christ so then he puts a different perspective on it because these days, women here submit and we're taken off guard by that. Yeah. I don't want to submit. It carries
0: a negative connotation yes, with Yes,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more later about when God created us. But so as a believer in Jesus Christ, I submit my life to God um, trusting that he will provide a way for me, that he will take care of me, that he will give me everything that I need for life and godliness. And I do that because I know that his word has told me I can trust in that. So then for me as a wife, I am submitting my life to you with that same um, intention that you will provide for me, you will care for me as we are you know, making decisions, I have my opinion, you have yours, but ultimately I'm going to submit um, our decision-making into your hands. But I would add that that's happening prayerfully that you as a husband are submitting your life yeah. to Christ as well. So I'm following you, submitting you, but then you are under God's authority. Yes. And so then I can find rest in that. Um because you are walking
0: in yeah, that, yeah, and and of course, the best case scenario, obviously, is when both spouses are fully sold on what God says about their role. Um, and as you mentioned, if you're if you're equally yoked, if you will, as Scripture says, that's the ideal, the best situation. But let me also say this, and this is this is challenging, and this goes against our human nature and our flesh. But we are called to embrace and to obey God's word when it comes to our role as a spouse, regardless of if our if our spouse is upholding or following what God says um, to the best of their ability. Right. Because we can't take this tit for tat uh, mentality, which is a purely fleshly mentality of, well, my my wife is not. She's not submitting like God's Word says, so I'm not going to love her love her or serve her like God's Word says. Right. Uh, because that takes you down a path uh, that is 100% in the flesh and will never uh, uh, bring any kind of fruit about it. That's that's a very uh, worldly, fleshly way of looking at it.
1: And I think that's why um, Ephesians 5 starts out with, be imitators of God.
0: Yes, exactly. And that brings us to my first point our principle, our value that husbands need to focus on. And I would say this this is right up at the top. All of these are important, but pursuing holiness. Husbands need to uh, first and primarily be pursuing holiness through God's word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, because that is going to give us our solid foundation to then do many of the other things uh, and show the other characteristics that I'm going to talk about here. First Timothy uh, four talks about keeping a close watch on your life and doctrine. And so we need to be a very, husbands need to be very careful, very intentional with our conduct, with our life and our doctrine, as Paul says there in first Timothy, Um, because from that flows many of these other things that we're talking about in marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. And, then as a wife, when I see my husband doing that, then I am better able to submit um, to his authority. Um, so so then I'd like to talk about... So we talked about submitting, um, and so I heard this originally from Mickey Addison at a uh, marriage conference, mm-hmm. uh, and... Or a date night that's what it was a date night but then you you look it up and it's true you you know you kind of hear it and you're like wow that's really cool then you look it up for yourself and you're like wow it's actually true yeah. like that's so so when God created woman he did so in the Bible um, so we go back to Genesis and he's created man and he looks at him and says it's not good that you should be alone let's make you a helper suitable for you. And so then with submitting, um, women these days um, might be tempted to hear helper and say, well, I'm much more than a helper. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I I have more potential than let me just stand beside, because, you know, we hear helper and we say, oh, I'm just going to bring things. I'm going to.
0: That's viewed oftentimes in a world because of the way the world interprets it. Right. It's viewed as a lesser role. Exactly. As a lesser important role.
1: So then you go back to um, the word helper in the Bible, where it's used in that verse. And then you translate it because we know that the Bible did not originate in what our modern language is. Yes. Um, And it translates to Isaiah. I think is how you pronounce it, if not, my apologies. And it's used 21 times in the Old Testament. Hmm. It's used two times to describe the first woman, Eve. And then it's used three times to describe um, the nations, the powerful nations that Israel would call on Hmm. um, in times of trouble. And then 16 times when referring to God as our helper, Now, when God's our helper, we don't view that as less. Mm -mm, Absolutely not. That's our cornerstone. That's our place of refuge. Mm -hmm. And so, just like you said, when we hear helper today, we're tempted to have a negative view on that. But when God used that word, he had much greater intention than just to help around the house Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. So we as wives, um, when we are... In relationship with Jesus Christ we are to be a help to our husbands as God was a help to his people we're a safe place um, our role is crucial
0: mm, that's right that's good and so Lexi's first two uh, keys to having a lasting marriage from the standpoint of a wife is first to submit uh, to your spouse, as unto the Lord, and then secondly, to be a helper. Uh, the The first thing that I mentioned is, of course, to pursue holiness. The second thing I want to bring up is to be a provider as a husband, mm-hmm. and a father is to be a provider. And back to 1 Timothy, you know, Paul is giving instruction to the church in Ephesus and, and to Timothy um, himself, and he says this, Paul says this, but if and this is 1 Timothy 5.8. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, that is powerful and convicting from Paul there. And, you know, this is not, Paul is not talking about simply providing food. Uh, Paul, th- th- this is a more all-inclusive type of providing uh, there in 1 Timothy where uh, scripture um, when it instructs husbands we're not only to provide for the physical needs meaning uh, uh, shelter food, clothing and all of your basic essentials uh, of life in order to live a, a healthy quality life uh, but husbands are also to provide spiritual direction in the household so mm-hmm. that's critically important is that fathers And husbands fully embrace their role to provide for their wife and provide for their children and and then their family. And so that's my second principle is to be sure as husbands that we are providing for our family in every sense that God intends it.
1: So I want to share a story.
0: Story time, that's (laughs) good. Story
1: time about, um, and I, I think because as you're sharing, you know, the, what, God has revealed to you about um, how to be a godly husband, your role as a husband uh, under the umbrella of being a believer. And I'm sharing, you know, what God has shown me. Um, The temptation that I've shared about hearing, submit, and um, helper in a negative view is not limited to unbelievers. Okay, so I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I know this is um, what God has called me to—to um, to be submissive to my husband, um, to be a helper to him. Um, but let's just be real. When when I'm sitting at home with my children, um, and my husband is going out doing all of these things that he is called to do, just like he's sharing. Um, it, it is tempting even for me to fall into a mindset that my job is not crucial, that mm-hmm. my role as a wife um, is less than right now because X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, this happened, you know, a couple of days ago, I'm sitting at home, I can feel myself falling into that, um, you know, just kind of rut of I'm at home, I'm not, I don't have anywhere to go. I feel like I'm not needed, whatnot. And then I get a message from Walker and it (laughs) says, hey, will you pray for me? And then, you know, he goes on and shares, this is what's going on, yada, yada. And when I read that, it was kind of like God was very largely saying, hey, you have a huge role right here to lift up your husband." And your family in prayer and submit them. And be the Isir. Yes. The helper. Yes. Um, And so that was encouraging to me. Then it was really neat because then Walker comes home and, you know, we've put our kids to bed and like moms understand, even (laughs) as you're trying very hard to train your children in the right ways. They don't always do what you think they should. They They don't act.
0: They are humans. They are sinful. Exactly. So
1: so, so there are some days you finish and you're going, man, that was a good day. Yeah. (laughs) I did really good. Then there are some days where you're like, okay, so tomorrow we'll do better. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, but it was one of those tomorrow will be better. But Walker sits down and I have not even shared with him yet the things that I had been feeling earlier in the day. And he says, "You know, you you have a very important job around this house." And I'm just looking at him, (laughs) (laughs) like, "Man!" But
0: like I've been reading your mind. Yeah,
1: but then you you know that's the Holy Spirit working um, and and using people and things to draw us, me, closer to Himself. Um, But then he just kind of shared, you know, the things that he can see to encourage me, and I thought, "Wow." Even me as a believer, I fall into this mindset that I have to be out doing whatever to have my worth as a wife. But that's not true. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah, and that's that's why it's so important to focus on what God says right. about your value and not what the world says. Exactly. because you're right. I mean, the world says that you need to have as as a, as a woman, as a wife, you need to have a full time job, you need to be running around, uh, you know, doing things for for people outside of your household, right. and having this special role in society that the world uh, puts on you. Um, but there's and those some,
1: things are good. Sure,
0: those things are fine. But right. but but our primary role as not only wife but as husband. Is to care for our household and take right. for take care of our of our children and our spouse and their and their physical and spiritual needs primarily. Uh, so that's what we're talking about here. Uh, the third the third aspect that I want to talk about from the role of a husband. And and folks, this is not an all inclusive. We have a a thirty minute podcast here and we can't go through thirty different you know characteristics <laughs> of a husband. So we're just highlighting some of the ones that stood out to us. Yeah. Um. This one, the third one that I want to bring up is practicing humility. Um, this is critical because as men, we often uh, want to always be right and, and act like we're never wrong, and we don't ever want to be questioned on what we say. Uh, that's our that's our flesh coming out in us. Um, but Matthew 20, Jesus talks about, Matthew twenty twenty six. Uh, Jesus talks about, whoever will be great among you must be your servant. And we see all kinds of other examples of Jesus being a servant. And that is important as, as being a father and a husband is we need to be sure uh, that we are practicing humility uh, in front of our wife and in front of our children because that really sets the tone in the household and, and, and it sends a message to our children and to our spouses uh, that number one, we are being humble, but also that they should practice humility as well when it comes to interactions with others, and even being able to confess our sins and admit when we get it wrong. Practicing humility is a critical aspect of being a good husband and a father.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so then with my story, I share the um, power of prayer as a wife, um, being on the front lines for your family and submitting them to prayer. I think that is a large part of our role as a wife Um, but then um, so we know Proverbs 31 is known for its let's be a Proverbs 31 woman and you know this and that and you know I had I have never thought about this but um, I'm studying this with uh, a group of people and someone says you know for me it's kind of daunting To read that because the list is perfect (laughs) you know (laughs) this woman that they've described is perfect and I stepped away from that and then as I'm studying on my own I'm like okay that is true (laughs) and it says at the beginning an excellent wife who can find Mm. so then I keep reading it and I'm praying over okay so what how do we use this um word of god to help our lives so then i started thinking okay i'm i'm not doing word for word what this list says however what this list does do for us is give us a set of character traits to be found in a wife who is honoring god with her marriage and also supporting her husband. And so some of the um, traits that I, you know, pulled out from, um, it says in 13 that she works willingly with her hands. And so although I, you know, may not be the main person of income bringing in for our family, I still have this desire to help you in mm-hmm. that Um might be financially or it could be working with my hands around the house Uh, but that willing so I want to do this Um, she provides for her family Uh, she considers a field and buys it so she's not hasty in her decision making Um, she opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching of kindness so so we're gracious with our words Mm. Um, and so I think that was my challenge to look at it Look at Proverbs 31 and say, okay, here's a list of someone else in their life, the things that they did day to day. But for me, these are the things that I can pull out and then practice in in my relationship with my husband and my family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so encouraging. The fourth thing I wanted to bring up when it comes to the role of of a husband and a father, and Lexi was just citing there a scripture from Proverbs 31 and what I want to mention, this is the last thing that I'll mention, is uh, husbands and fathers need to protect their family. And for myself here, I'm oftentimes focused on physical protection, you know, mm-hmm. seatbelts and making sure we have our fire alarms are and working. you
1: are really good at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> making sure our fire alarms are working in our home and having a security system and you know not sending my family and my wife somewhere where they're vulnerable or that's dangerous where they could get harmed and i'm not there to help them and so we view um the role of a father and a husband for physical protection and that is of course true that is biblical but along with that and equally important is to provide spiritual protection to to our wives and to our children because what we let into our homes, what we let into our families affects each and every one of us, and it affects our children and our spouses. So as husbands, it's so important to protect uh, the heart, the mind, and the spirit of your children and your wife, and to not let uh, things that will defile them and defile you into your home, into your marriage, and into your family. And so husbands, make sure you protect your family, both physically and spiritually and emotionally, make sure you protect your family. So the work you're doing in your marriage and the work you're putting into your family and with your spouse, it only it not only has eternal benefits, but it also has benefits here on this earth, uh, benefits and blessings that come from God himself. So folks, keep fighting for your marriage, keep fighting for your family, and don't forget to check out our website, afa.net forward slash design. It's been great to be with you, and we'll see you next time.